Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome to Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio theater. I'm Jack Ward, and tonight my co-host is just another voice in the wind, aren't you, David? Oh, well, aren't we all, Jack? Mind you, isn't that just what all audio entertainment turns out to be in the end? The answers, my friend, are blowing in the wind. However, that's something I thought a lot about lately. As I miss hanging out with my sons, I realize that one of the main audiences I hope these shows will be for will be my sons, mm. to enjoy when I'm long gone. For the future, hi Aiden, Colm and Rory. Well, let us, let's hope that won't be in the, uh, the far distant future. <laughs> Personally, I hope to be outliving our sun. <laughs> I do mean the glowing one in the sky. If I do, <laughs> I might get caught up on all my writing. In the meantime, I originally meant, however, in this intro, that you're featured in our next two weeks of shows. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do adore when you play coy. But as the years tick by, one thing you can be certain about in the medium is that David Alt is a steadfast part of the great audio drama groups. Oh, you. Oh, Jack, Jack. No. <laughs> and tonight is no exception as we travel to another another grand show from David Farquhar and Voices in the Wind Audio with The Geminis Conspiracy. And all begins right here on the Sonic Society. There's a thousand dreams in this sleeping city. Or so they tell me. I wouldn't know. I haven't slept in what feels like years. And on the rare occasion when I do fall asleep, the same dream plays over and over. I've done everything I can to try and shake it. That's why I'm here, in this forgotten corner of the city. To get away from the dreams. Mr. Weller. Come on, Phyllis, let me sleep a little longer. It's me, Mrs. Jackson. What? I gotta clean up. What time is it? It's the middle of the afternoon. We talked about you sleeping here. I rented you an office, not an apartment. Can't you come back later? I've put it off as long as I can, but to be honest, something's starting to smell. Oh, it's you. Thanks. You've got to start taking better care of yourself. That's why I have you. Who do you think I am? Your mother? Here. What's that? It's an egg salad sandwich. Give me back the container when you're done. Oh, you do care. Hey, there used to be a bottle on my desk. I threw it out. It was empty. No, it wasn't. It was, after I poured it down the drain. 
What did you do that for? Because I care, remember? Mm. Mm. Yeah, be careful with that. It's my filing system. It's a garbage can. That's where I file the stuff that starts with G. You think because your cuffs are frayed and there's a grease spot on your shirt that you fit in around here? I know that you used to be a cop. Hmm. Hmm. Detective. Whatever. You were doing something for the community. Now all you do is take pictures of cheating husbands. And wives. Wives cheat too. It's people's private business and you're snooping around in it. That's because I'm a private investigator. It's in the title. I provide a necessary service for the fidelitily challenged. You got more class than this. Maybe in another life. We only got one life. What do you want me to do with these letters from Hendricks, Thorne and Green? That's my wife's lawyer. File it under G. You behind on your alimony again? Again. I'm offended by that assumption. I clean up after you. I know everything about you. Somehow I don't find that comforting. So I'm a little behind. I just need one big case that'll set me up, get my head above water. You could start by taking a bath. What was that? Hey, get the blinds, would you? Usually the streets around here were deserted in the morning, but it was afternoon, wasn't it? In this neighborhood, people crawled out of their holes at night. Life is always kinder in the dark. The junction, they called it. One-time intersection of trains and factories. Now the only things that met are hard pavement and lost souls. I could see a crowd forming down below, and in the distance, I heard that familiar wail. I wasn't a cop anymore, but that sound always got inside me and stirred something up. I would never completely shake it. I'm going down to see what happened. I scanned the crowd and saw the regular, upstanding members of the community. Squeegee kids trying to make a buck. Crazy Marge, who never let go of her grocery cart. The usual assortment of down-and-out men from the mission across the street. None of whom I could look in the eye. I was one step away from that life if I didn't get a decent case. Then, I saw her. She didn't belong here. She was clean. She looked over at me. She had the most piercing blue eyes I had ever seen. The kind of eyes that... Ow! Watch it! Get your stinking hands off my cart. Calm down, Marge. I wasn't even touching it. It moved. I felt it. I got my eye on you. Okay, okay. You have no idea how valuable this is. It's protecting me. Weller? Detective Salmon. Something fishy going on. <laughs> Gee, Weller. That joke never gets old. How are things at the 52nd? Yeah, nice and peaceful now that you're gone. What are you doing here? I like the ambiance. You live around here? I got an office across the street. You know what they say. Location, location, location. Any idea what happened? <laughs> I was hoping you could tell me. Looks like the victim walked out into traffic and was hit. And the car sped off. Yeah. So far, eyewitnesses pegged the car as a blue hatchback, a stretch limo, <laughs> and an alien spacecraft. It's true. They're back. 
I saw them with my own eyes. That's a pretty big ball of tinfoil you got there, ma'am. Who's back? Come on, Weller, don't encourage her. You get into your mind? You have no idea what happened. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. I got your statement. So if you'll kindly move along... I warned you. Don't come running to me when they've taken your mind. Charming. You have any idea who the victim is? Yeah, I've seen him around. Tried to bum a smoke off of me a couple of times. Name's Jason, I think. Better double-check at the mission. The lifeless body lay on the street. All those years on the force, and I still got a twinge in my gut when I looked at death. Then I noticed something. Hey, Salmon. Where's the blood? What? He hit the pavement, and he doesn't even have a nosebleed. That's the medical examiner's job to figure out. I was in my office and heard the tires screech, then the engine rev. What direction was the car coming from? Uh, westbound. But the skid marks are going the other way. I don't think this guy died from being hit by a car. (laughs) This isn't your beat anymore, Weller. Yeah, you're right. Let me know if you come across anything. Do you have my number? Let me get my phone. Stupid battery keeps dying. You need to upgrade. Look at mine. Expanded memory, GPS... You get some pictures of the crowd? I always take pictures. All in high res. I got an app for everything. They got one for solving a murder. Did I tell you how much I miss your wisecracks, Weller? Hey, you ever think of coming back? Are you getting all sentimental on me? No, we don't have anyone to fleece at poker. I spent the rest of the day working on a case. My only case. A routine divorce. I knew the husband's moves before he did. I wondered if seeing all this betrayal was taking layers off my own integrity. Maybe I was getting soft. I kept thinking about that hit and run. Dead on the street with no one to remember him. And no blood. My mind wouldn't let it go. There was only one solution to overthinking, and it was a smooth one. Just the man I wanted to see. Hey, Nikki. Set me up, would you? Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you. Hi, Cliff. Veronica. You singing tonight? Uh Uh-huh. You got any requests? How about have a drink with me? I don't know that one. Who wrote it? Some guy sitting at a bar. He better stick to his day job. Maybe he's got some hidden talents. Hello? Hello? Cliff, is that you? What is that? Your hidden talent? It's you, Cliff. What do you mean? It's your phone. Oh, jeez. Hello? Yeah, Phyllis? Yeah, no, I didn't didn't call you. That's my stupid phone. I thought the battery was dead. It dialed you accidentally. No, it was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to your lawyer. See you around, Cliff. It's always so painful to see a man taken out by his own technology. Stupid phone. Hey, you better get that fixed. One of these days you're going to end up talking to somebody you don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't need a phone that can cut my toenails. We're keeping it old school, right, Nicky? No way. Look, I can download me some Jerry Gonzalez, Ray Barreto. Everything's out there, man. 
You don't know what you're missing. Uh, get yourself over to Woody. He'll set you up with something. I have a bit of a cash flow situation at the moment. He's not charging retail. Uh, speaking of funds, you know I'm your friend and all, but I'm also a businessman. I told you I'm good for it. The break's coming soon, I can feel it. Your tab is starting to rival the national debt. We go way back, Nick. I know, and I'm watching out for you. Just like you watched out for me when you got rid of those guys who were offering me so-called protection. But you're not a cop anymore. Hey, I can still get things done. None of us are what we used to be. This this joint used to be hopping. But you're still Nicky Congo, best sax player I ever heard. Yeah, I still got it. But it's not my place that's gone downhill. It's the neighborhood. Used to be decent working guys or high rollers wanting to hear some good jazz. Ever since they opened that mission across the street, it's been nothing but bums and winos. I'd pay someone to close it down. Hate to break it to you, but this neighborhood was always on the wrong side of the tracks. Back then, it had life. There was a spark. Everyone looking for a good time, looking out for each other. These days, no one cares. Fellow was killed in a hit and run today. No witnesses. Well, at least no one reliable. People are scared to talk. There's always been strange juju around here. You sound like Crazy Marge. Hey, I remember a time when she wasn't so crazy. She was actually kind of on the ball. It was easy to tune Nikki out when Veronica sang. It was easy to tune everything out when she sang. Her voice and a smooth scotch took all the rough edges off the bar. I don't know what she was doing here. She was too good for this place. Not that the place was bad. It was like a beautiful woman that had let herself go, but you knew that underneath there were still some good bones. My eyes wandered to the door, and that's when all the smooth edges became sharp. Jason? No, that wasn't it. We used to call them fingers because of the piano. No, no, that guy over there. What guy? Is that Jason? I don't know. Those homeless guys all look the same to me. I'd tell Bruno not to let them in. But he was hit by a car. I saw him lying on the pavement. It's like I said, strange juju. Oh man, not again. What's going on? That's the city for you. They're messing with the grid. Gonna start cutting off electricity to abandoned neighborhoods to save money. Well, that's going to cut down on crime, isn't it? It's those buildings around the factory, standing empty for years. Big hangout for squatters and punks. I've seen the lights on there some nights, getting electricity without paying for it. The guys who worked at the factory were some of my best customers. But listen, my friend, it's time for you to go home. Maybe you could give me something for the road. It's a long walk. You live next door. It's cold out. Here. Oh, my old friend Jack Daniels, how have you been? If you had a wife, she would kill me. If I had a wife, I wouldn't need this. I needed another drink to get the image of Jason out of my head. There was no way he could have been at the bar. I went back to my office and sat at my desk, hoping the bottle would help me ease into that sweet spot between dreaming and being awake. I was tired, my eyes were heavy, and I couldn't keep him out any longer. Steve always knew the right time to visit me. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. I called it in. They're going to be here any minute. You should have waited like I told you. I knew the alley was a trap. Steve, 
Steve, look at me. Steve. Yeah, I know it's a lot of blood, but it's not that bad. A couple of weeks in the hospital, pretty nurse, you got it made. I almost envy you. Do you hear that? They're coming back. We've got to get out of here. Come on, buddy. Come on. Yep. Put your arm around my neck. Yep. Get up. Get up, Steve. Come on. Steve. Steve, don't let go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Move your feet. Oh. What the... Oh. Mrs. Jackson, what are you doing? It's the crack of dawn. Can't you come back later? It is later. I had to make sure you weren't dead. Besides, there's a woman out there waiting to see you. A woman? To see me? Yeah. I didn't believe it either. Um, yeah. Okay, do I look presentable? You look like something my cat coughed up. Oh, please don't sugarcoat it. Oh, my head. Oh, listen, I'll give you five bucks if you get me a coffee. You don't have five cents. You can go in now. He's awake. It was a woman, but not the kind I was hoping for. It was Holy Toledo. At least, that's what they called her. She ran the mission across the street. I don't know what her real name is. I tried to stay clear of her. You know what they say about too much of a good thing? I had a feeling she was too much good for all the wrong reasons. Mr. Weller, I don't think we've formally met. I've seen you around. You're Holy Toledo. That's what the boys at the mission call me. Yeah, I know, because you're always talking about the Bible. No, it's because I'm from Ohio. <laughs> My real name is Susan. Not quite the same, is it? You can call me Toledo like everyone else. We're all the same and... His eyes. Yeah, listen, if you're here to save my soul, it's way too late. I'm not here to save your soul. I'm not sure if I should be relieved or offended. Well, I was hoping you could help us. If you're looking for a donation, you're out of luck. I can't even buy a coffee. I need you to find out who killed the man who died yesterday. Jason. That's a job for the police, not me. You used to be a policeman. Besides, my fee is 500 a day. I thought you could do this pro bono. You're thinking of a lawyer. Don't private investigators have some sort of code? Now you're talking about the health department. Mr. Weller, you know the police don't care about the death of some homeless man. They said he was drunk and walked into traffic. If that's what they say. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't on drugs. I talked to him minutes before it happened. He was as sober as you and me. Sober can be a relative condition. You told the cops this. Yes. The thing is, Jason Riley wasn't the first. Two other men who frequented the mission have also died. Death plays pretty good odds when you live on the street. Three men in three months? Don't you think that's suspicious? Two's a coincidence, three's a trend, I'll give you that. Someone has to stand up for these men. Yeah, that someone is not me. We're all given special talents, Mr. Weller. It's up to us to use them in the best way possible. And the best thing for you to do is to help people who can't help themselves. Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay, listen, I'll call somebody I know at the police department and see what I can find out for you. I'll say it'll look bad if the press gets wind of the fact that three homeless guys died and no one cared. Put a little pressure on them. That's all I can promise. I have every faith you'll do all that you can. That's not very encouraging. The last woman who had faith in me ended up taking me to the cleaners. I don't go in for signs and all that mumbo-jumbo, but I got the feeling that there was something else going on here. 
that Jason's death wasn't all it appeared to be. Toledo had given me a loose end, but I wasn't going to tie it up yet. I put off calling Salmon down at the 52nd. I wasn't getting paid to do this, but I thought it might be prudent to take his advice and upgrade my technology. Hey, Woody, what's the word? Uh, the word is, uh, I'm, I'm getting out of the business, man. But I need you to set me up with a new phone. This one keeps acting up on me. Let me take a look at it. Yeah, it's, it's the model. It's not going to work around here. What do you mean? I don't know. Something coming off the transformers in the neighborhood makes phones unreliable. Don't you have anything better? Uh, a going out of business deal? Sorry, uh, I had to liquidate. My suppliers are acquiring merchandise that could not be moved in this market. You mean the stuff those squeegee kids were stealing? I'm not going to say anything against my fellow businessmen. What are you going to do? I'm moving into security. You're in a wheelchair, Woody. Oh, don't you think I know that? Every day I live with it. I'm a vet, Cliff. Is this what I should be doing? I'm nothing. I'm forgotten. I'm in pain, but I can't afford regular medication. Those kids have been supplying me with more than electronics. I can't live this way. I gotta turn it around. I want to be clean. I got a very generous offer, and it's gonna get me off the street. Doing what? Can't tell ya. It's on the lowdown. Then it can't be good. It's cool, man. Don't worry about me. If you really need a phone, go to those kids. They can set you up. Yeah, that's all right. I'll figure something out. I'll see you around, Woody. Woody said he was good, but it didn't feel right. Somebody had to worry about the forgotten. Man, I was starting to sound like Holy Toledo. On top of that, I came away from our conversation without a new phone. But you don't need GPS to tail a deadbeat husband. I knew all his moves before he did. Nothing like documenting the dirt of someone else's failed marriage to make yours look like a greeting card. Maybe my life with Phyllis hadn't been that bad. Maybe I should have stuck it out. Maybe I needed to go drink some sense into me. Woody had his medication, I had mine. But mine was legal and served in a glass. That's it, Cliff. You've had enough for tonight. No, no, I'm fine. See, I can touch my nose, my ears, head and shoulders. Someone's got to look after you. You're too good to me, Nick. You know who I'm looking for? Jason. Have you seen him in here? Isn't he the one that got killed? Yeah. Have you seen him? That's it. I'm cutting you off. Uh, You don't look so good. You don't belong here. It's the only place I do belong, Cliff. No one else gets it. This music. It's all gonna end. Everything fades away, but beauty, that's eternal. You're eternal. Cliff, you need to go home. I got no home. My wife doesn't want me. I don't think that's your problem, honey. Do you know what my problem is? Because if you got some insights into my character, my office is just around the corner. You could come and share some of your insights with me. That's it. You're done. I stumbled out of Nicky's and back to my office and did what every drunk man on the losing end of a relationship has done. Hello? Phyllis, it's me. Cliff? 
didn't mean to call. Did you accidentally dial me again? It's three in the morning. Did I wake you? I told you, if you want to talk to me, do it through the lawyers. It's not about the money I... I haven't got a check from you in months. I got this new case and things are looking up. I was married to you for ten years. I know when you are lying. No one knows me like you. You're drunk. It's insomnia. I'm hanging up. Phyllis, honey, I... I... mean it. Let's meet for a coffee. Oh, yeah. She's still into me. A desk is no substitute for a pillow, and a dream is never as good as the real thing. Phyllis wouldn't even meet me in my dreams. She was far away, and I was alone. I didn't think about Steve during the day, but... At night, you don't get to make the choices. Come on, Steve, they're coming back. I don't want witnesses. They already shot one cop. They're desperate. Just a little further. I don't understand. Where did they go? What's going on? There's someone else down here. He's on the ground. It's another body. They dumped someone else in the alley. Help me. Jason? Help me. I can't help you. I've got to look after Steve. Help me. No, no, let let go. Get your hands off me. I can't help you. Mr. Weller. No. Mr. Weller. Oh, jeez, Mrs. Jackson, would you stop doing that? Sounds like you're having a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. I've got to stop eating those pickled eggs at Nicky's. There's another woman here to see you. Another one? I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop. She's definitely a step up from the last one. Okay, just give me a second to collect myself and then you can show her in. What am I? Your secretary now? Oh, by the way, here's a coffee. Thanks. You can go in now. Mr. Weller, I'm Rita Poirier. Nice to meet you. Was that your secretary? I'm not sure. Mrs. Jackson was right. Rita Poirier was a looker. Long black hair, neat little figure, legs that went on for days, and a pair of piercing blue eyes. I've seen you around. You were at the accident. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, Miss Poirier. If you want to play games, Arcade Fever is just down the street. I'm sorry, Mr. Weller. You'll have to forgive me. I've been under a lot of stress lately. I don't have anyone to turn to. Yes. I was in the crowd at the accident. I was looking for someone. That's why I've come to you. What can I do for you? It's my younger sister. She's run away. How old is she? Sixteen. How long has she been missing? Four days. Have you gone to the police? Oh, that's difficult. Our family is quite well off, and if word of this gets out, the press will be all over it. This isn't the first time she's run away. People might start to ask uncomfortable questions. How is your home life? It's perfectly normal. Kids don't run away from normal. Look, if you can't be straight with me, I can't work for you. All right. Our parents were killed in a car crash years ago. We both had a hard time adjusting. I'm Laura's guardian, but she doesn't listen to me. You know how teenagers are. That's not a normal family. Normal is two kids and a dog. I need your help. Mr. Weller, I need your discretion. And I'm willing to pay for it. I haven't said I'll take the case. Our inheritance was quite significant. I can be very generous. Five hundred for eight hours, a hundred for every hour after that. 
Will you accept cash? Somehow I knew you'd say that. This should get you started. It's not safe to carry that much money around with you. <laughs> See, that's why I need your help. Do you have a current picture of your sister? Here. There's a definite resemblance. Please remember, Mr. Weller, we must keep this strictly confidential. You have my word. I'm going to have to come to your house and check out her things, see if there are any clues. Our house? Do you have to? I know that she's here in this neighborhood. How do you know? Woman's intuition. Hunches are my line. Sisters share a special bond. That's not a lot to go on. Is that why you came to me, because you think she's around here? The woman at the homeless shelter recommended you. Isn't that convenient? I guess she'll be expecting a little quid pro quo. Why? What are you doing for her? Miss Parier, all my cases are strictly confidential. Two women in two days, and I didn't know if I trusted either one of them. Why would a woman like Rita Poirier want to hire a deadbeat like me? And why would she care what I was doing for Toledo? Women are hard to read. Used to be I had a gut feeling about them. Maybe I ruined it with too much bourbon and antacid. So I did what any responsible investigator would do. Salmon. It's Weller. Looking to get in on some poker? No, I'm calling about that homeless guy that was killed down here the other day. What about him? Did you get the report back from the medical examiner? Look, you know I can't tell you that kind of information. It's for a client. She believes he was murdered. Who would hire you? Hey, I got credentials. I mean, who would care about a homeless guy? Give me some info, and I'll give you a lead on who's doing B&Es on electronics down here. Breaking enters, not my beat. Okay, I'll let the ante. I got info on drugs. Let me transfer you over to NARC. I'll let you in on anything I find out down here. Come on, for old time's sake. <sighs> I don't want this to become a habit. Okay, let's see what we've got. Hmm, this is interesting. Why wasn't this flagged? What is it? Cause of death was overdose of scopolamine. What's that? It says here it prevents motion sickness and nausea after surgery. <laughs> and Buddy's got a kidney missing. What do you think? Organ donation? Possibly. But did he do it voluntarily? Nah, these guys need to make a fast buck for a fix. Sign up for drug testing. He could have sold his kidney. Anything else in toxicology? Says you're supposed to take scopolamine as a transdermal patch. It looks like our fellow here was injected. Was he drunk? No alcohol. Hmm, strange. Yeah, it's stranger than strange. Listen, my client says two other homeless guys have died. You uh, got any info on them? Doesn't ring a bell. Could be someone else's case. I'll look into it. Maybe there's a connection. You're sounding like a cop again. Yeah, I better take something for that. I'm going out to visit some upstanding members of the community. I'll let you know if I find anything. Of course, I meant the fine members of the community who live under the bridge. Electric coloured hair, tattoos, and not one real name amongst them. Hey buddy, you lost? Looking good, buddy. Hey, you drink much? Hey mister, can you spare any change? I need to buy books for school. Why aren't you in school? I don't have any books. <laughs> don't you have a home to go to? Think about it. What kind of home do we got that we'd rather be living under a bridge? Point taken. I know you. You're that private eye. Smeller. It's Weller. 
Your bulldog, right? Yeah. Because my bite's worse than my bark. <laughs> I'm wondering if you can hook me up with a new phone. Yeah, right. Problem is, underneath all that booze, you still smell like a cop. I'm not here as a cop. You think we're stupid because we don't go to school? I know entrapment when I see it. You don't want a phone. You want to catch us selling something else. I do need a phone, but I'm also trying to find out what happened to a homeless man. His name was Jason. You mean that roadkill from the other day? Well, have a little respect, will you? He may have been murdered. You trying to pin it on us? No, but if you shared some information with me, I could direct the cops away from you. We don't know nothing about that. Do you speak for everyone? Yeah. What about that girl over there, with the pink hair? Toad? You can try, but you won't get anything out of her. She don't talk. She can nod, can't she? Hey, Toad! I walked towards her and found myself staring into a pair of piercing blue eyes. I felt a sharp, stabbing pain like an ice pick going through my skull, and the oddest sensation of a voice in my head. I'm not going back. They can never get me. Ah! Oh! Oh! Oh. Whoa, man! Are you having a heart attack? She's the girl! Hey, Toad! Where are you going? Come back here. Whatever it is, she didn't do it! She was young and she was fast. I was not so young and not so fast. Maybe they called her Toad because of the way she hopped like one between the boxcars. All I knew was that I seemed to be able to run faster back when I used to smoke. Stop! Stop, I need to talk to you! Why? Come over to my side of the track, it's dangerous out there. You have no idea how dangerous it is. You can talk. When I want. Mostly, I listen. I can help you. You're working for them. Who? They're inside. Where? Inside where? What are you talking about? By the time the train had passed, she was gone. Who was she talking about? I was so mixed up, I could have sworn I heard her voice inside my head. Maybe those kids had somehow drugged me and my mind was playing games, smoking something, and I inhaled. Night was crawling towards me, bringing in a heavy mist, turning everything to shadow. I walked through the boxcars out onto an unfamiliar street. The sign said Beecher. I'd never been down this way before, burnt-out lights and deserted factories. I saw a figure in the distance. It looked like Steve. Was I dreaming? That would have explained everything. Hey, yo, Scram! Woody? Claire, what are you doing here? I could ask you the same. This is my security detail. I don't get it. Doesn't matter if I can't run. I got this. Whoa, easy now. What is that, a 9mm? You got a license for that? People don't usually ask. They're too busy running. What is this place? Just an old warehouse. Used to be part of the Geminus factory. Geminus? Never heard of them. What did they do? I don't know. Chemicals, I think. Used to employ a lot of people around here. There's a crew coming in to clean stuff out. What stuff? Decontaminating things, I guess. Are you sure this is safe? They're going to help me. With what? My legs, man. Some sort of therapeutic drug that could help me walk. Everyone keeps saying they. Who are they? I don't know. Government? Scientists? 
They wear these white coats and talking big words I don't understand. You don't even know who you're working for. I've already told you too much. You better get out of here. There's the door. They're coming. I'm warning you, Cliff. You better get out of here. I thought I'd better take Woody's advice and hightailed it out of there. I was dealing with enough as it was. I needed to clear my head. What the hell was going on? Missing girl? Mind reading? A chemical cleanup? And what about Jason and the missing kidney? The rain was coming down hard. I walked through a maze of alleys, twisting and turning, trying to come up with an explanation of what had happened. I thought I was lost, and hey, my phone didn't have GPS. Finally, I came out on a familiar street. I headed towards Nicky's, but he was closed. Not even the neon sizzle of the flashing martini glass to comfort me. Maybe there'd been another power surge. How late was it? I climbed the stairs to my office, but that night, I didn't sleep. Mrs. Jackson, how did I know it was you? Mr. Wheeler, you're awake. Are you feeling okay? I felt better. I don't think this chair's been cleaned in 20 years. A good steam clean will look just like new. Such a thorough cleaning. You must think I'm going to stay. You're two months behind on your rent. I might have to show the place to another tenant. I told you I'm good. I've got a new client. Go ahead, make all the noise you want. I've decided not to sleep anymore. I had this crazy dream last night. I thought you said you hadn't slept. I was walking in the mist. What am I now? Your therapist? There was a girl with pink hair. Here, drink this coffee. By the way, there was a woman here to see you. Another one? No, the one from the other day. The pretty one? The one from the mission. She says to call her when you're free. That's the problem. She expects things for free. If you're not sleeping well, you should be taking vitamin B12 getting some exercise, and stop drinking. Holy Toledo. I know. It seems like a lot. But you've got to start taking better care of yourself. No, the woman from the mission. Her name is Holy Toledo. With all these cases, I'll be expecting my rent any day now. Or you'll be talking to my lawyer. They'll have to make an appointment with my secretary. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to make a call. A couple more days. That's all the time I can give you. Then I'm going to need the rent. Hello? Miss Poirier, it's Cliff Weller. Did you find my sister? Yeah, I'm sure it's her. She's been hanging out with a gang of kids underneath the bridge by the tracks. I saw her yesterday. She goes by the name of Toad, and she has pink hair. That's wonderful news. Listen, does your sister have any special talents? What do you mean? This might sound weird, but telepathy, for instance? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going back down there today. That won't be necessary. Now that we know her location, and what we're looking for... We? I thought you were alone. I meant my driver. <laughs> I'm sure I could find her myself. Uh, it's a pretty dangerous neighborhood. I don't want her to feel like a criminal. I don't want any attention brought to the situation. I can be very discreet. Tell me what I need to settle your fee. If you're sure, I'll send you my bill. Just give me your address. <laughs> I'll come by later this afternoon. I thought you'd say that. That was odd. Why hire me if she didn't want me to bring her sister in? 
I didn't feel right about not finishing the case, and I couldn't shake the fact that she said we. I tried not to linger on it too much. It's the money that counts. Maybe if I settled up my rent with Mrs. Jackson, she'd bring me a Danish in the morning to go with the coffee. Hello? It's Weller. Mr. Weller, I need you to come over here. I'm not sure if I can do that. I'm waiting for a client to come and settle up her bill. It's about Jason. Yeah, I talked to my contact at the precinct. There's a theory that Jason was involved in organ donation. Died from an overdose of scopolamine. It's a post-operative drug. But he's not dead. He's right here. What? I need your help. I'm not sure I'm the kind of help you need. Please come over and see for yourself. Like I said, I'm busy. He's behaving strangely, doing things we can't explain. People living on the street don't do things the way we do. No, it's like he has special abilities. Special abilities? Okay, I'll be right over. I was hooked. Two people with special talents, one of them a runaway, one of them supposedly dead. There had to be a connection. Rita and the money would have to wait. I threw on my jacket and headed over to the mission. The mission was crowded. Where did all these people come from? So many forgotten souls, noisy, smelly. Let's just say these fellas made me look like I'd stepped out of a day spa. I couldn't help but think if it weren't for the leniency of Mrs. Jackson, I'd be sitting at a table with them. Mr. Weller, I'm glad you're here. We're all a bit shaken up. He's over there. Is it him, Jason Riley? It looks like him. Spooky, isn't it? But he's dead. I know. Maybe it's his brother, a twin. Living on the street in this neighborhood? That would be quite the coincidence. If there's anything I've learned, there's no such thing as coincidence. It's always the universe trying to tell you something. If there were two Jasons, that would explain why I saw him at Nicky's the other night. You saw him at Nicky's? Why didn't you tell me? I thought I was crazy. I know how you feel. But it doesn't explain who he is. Did he come back from the dead? Hold on, let me see if my phone's working. I've got to check something out. Salmon. It's Weller. I got something about that hit and run. Yeah, what? Jason Riley is sitting right here. Are you drunk? No. Are you on medication? No. You should be. I need you to check and see if the body is still at the morgue. They would have interred it by now. Maybe someone dug it up and reanimated it. Seriously, Weller. You need to get help. That didn't go too well. Maybe Jason's a modern Lazarus. A miracle. Miracles don't happen when I'm around. Have you talked to him? He won't say anything. Not even to the other men. In fact, no one will sit near him because of this. So he bent some forks. Maybe he has an anger management problem. He didn't use his hands. Magic? Some sort of trick? I guess. But I heard a voice. You know what's weird? I met this girl yesterday who had this strange ability... Uh, Never mind, it doesn't matter i got to stop saying crazy things. I've always had the knack of attracting the good ones. Mr. Weller, if it's any solace, we both can't be crazy. Let's go over and talk to Jimmy. He was sitting next to Jason when it happened. Jimmy? This is Mr. Weller. He's going to help us figure things out. Tell him what happened. Uh, we were sitting around, and maybe we was razzing him a bit because he wasn't talking, and we saw his face start to scrunch up, and he's getting mad. And we were all like, sorry, man. And then we looked down, and our forks start to bend. And I was like, whoa, man, kick it easy. And the knives start spinning. 
Then we looked at each other, and we got up from the table real slow. And I came over, and I told Mrs. Toledo here. Thanks, Jimmy. There was a big commotion. I went over to talk to him, and that's when I noticed he looked exactly like Jason. Then I got this sharp pain in my head. Like he was inside your head talking to you? How did you know? What's going on? I wish I knew. What do we do? Should we call the police? I just did, and it didn't go so well. Let me talk to him, see if I can get anything out of him. Hi, can I sit here? I'll take that as a yes. How's it going? My name's Cliff. You know, you remind me of a fellow I used to know. His name was Jason. I'm not going back. Oh, oh, geez, do you have to do that? Leave me alone. Can you talk out loud? They'll hear. Who? Look, if you tell me, I can help you. They'll come for you too. Jason, it's okay. We don't want anyone to get hurt. You can stop moving the knives. I can't control it. Things happen when I'm scared. Scared or angry. I'm not going to hurt you. I don't know what to do. Listen, have you heard of a girl named Toad? Maybe you know her as Laura? She's like you. Have you seen her? You know her then? Her sister's looking for her. That's not her sister. Tell me what's going on. We escaped. Who? All of us. From what? I have to find her. Hey, hey, come back here. What's going on? Was it Jason? That's what I'm going to find out. Either he wasn't as fast as Laura, or I was getting into shape. And it helped that he was heading into an alley with a dead end. Ah. Listen, buddy, I don't want to hurt you, but if you don't give me some answers, I may have to. Okay, okay. What do you what do you want to know? What's going on? I told you we escaped. They found him. They were trying to bring him back to the clade, but they gave him too much. Too much what? Too much of the medication. It, it stops us from thinking. You mean the scopolamine? They can't treat us like that anymore. We can think for ourselves. What's a clade? At the warehouse. They're following you. I know it. I can feel them. And what about Laura? No one can help us. Hey. Hey. I told you to take your hands off my cart. Marge, what are you doing? Something's got a hold of my cart. I can't control it. Just let go of it. Ow! Oh. Oh. Where did he go? The guy that was just here. Was he inside your head too? Yeah. I, I can't believe I know what you're talking about. I, I don't understand. He was standing right here. They do that. Disappear on you. What was up with the cart? I don't know. It was pulling me along. I couldn't stop. I couldn't let it go. My life's in there. He was controlling it. I got something that'll fix that. No thanks. You keep your tinfoil. I've got my own remedy. The walls of the alley were closing in on me. I couldn't think. I felt like I was the only sane person around and that wasn't saying much. Maybe all those sleepless nights were catching up on me. I needed to talk to someone, get my mind around all this.
You have been listening to The Geminis Conspiracy, a Cliff Weller mystery featuring David Alt as Cliff Weller. Written by Diane Vandenhoven, directed by Laura Van Veen and David Farquhar. Also featured in order of appearance were Trisha Brown as Mrs. Jackson, Mary Ellen Herter as Crazy Marge and Rita Poirier, Keith Burnett as Detective Salmon, Robert Tymek as Nikki Congo, Laura Van Veen as Veronica, Noelle Dupree as Holy Toledo and Phyllis, Bill Tye as Woody, Bill Craven as Jason, James Hebelwaite as Bulldog, Alyssa Doherty as Laura, George Czar as Jimmy, and Dan Lipinski as the guard. The Kids Down by the Tracks featured Skylar Lumsden, Judas Skipper, Lindsay St. Peter, Mackenzie St. Peter, Kobe Turner, Miranda Lucier, and Megan King. Recording engineer, sound design, and post-production, David Farquhar. This has been a Voices in the Wind audio theater production. And that's this week's show. Please email us at sonicsociety at gmail.com and check for news through sonicsociety.org, the Facebook group, or Twitter. Until next week at the Sonic Society when we complete the Geminis Conspiracy, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.